Steve, do you ever sit down to record an episode of this podcast thinking this could be an award-winning podcast? And then you look at yourself in the Zoom and think, but, but I'm not sure. But could it? <laughs> <laughs> but, but could it? This conversation? <laughs> About that? Really? My name's Will. And my name's Steve. You haven't got time to read War and Peace. Even if it is one of the greatest novels of all time. 587,000 words. 612 grams. That's the weight of the book. 500 characters. 361 chapters. Three volumes. Two epilogues. And a collection of maps. We're going to summarise all of it for you. This is War and Peace in just seven years. <laughs> Steve. Well, hello. Hello, mate. How are you? Hello. How am I? How are you? How is everyone? Welcome. You haven't answered the question. How are you? I am absolutely fantastic. How are you? <laughs> I'm very good as well. I'm very excited. You're very excited. I can tell. I can feel it. I can sense it. Welcome to episode 40 of War and Peace in just seven years. Take a seat, everyone. Take the weight off. 40, we're entering our middle age now. Little beer, little beer bellies, a couple of kids hanging off our arms. <laughs> little podcast children. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Going to the supermarket and going, oh, more milk. Oh, oh got to buy that. Yeah, driving to the cinema for the sixth time that week. Just because you have to, because you're yeah. 40. Is it the worst introduction we've ever done? No, no, it's, it's actually not. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not. actually not. Amazingly, it's not. Enough of that. Tell me what happened last week. Oh, what happened last week? I must know. War or Peace, probably one of the best episode titles of the show so far. Very strong, very, very competitive, relates a lot to the actual title, very good in some it's several been, levels. It really, really is. It was all about Andy Pandy making his way uh, to, to Kutsuzov to find out if they're going to fight or give up. And it turns out they're going to fight. But Andy's not allowed to fight. And maybe that's made him sad. Andy obviously wants to be a famous war hero. So to do that, he probably needs to do a bit of fighting. It's tough news for him. He's got to sit in a carriage with Kutsuzov in silence. And Bagration is off to go and fight. Will Baggy become the hero that Andy so desperately wishes to be? Well, let's find out. Let's find out, mate. Onwards. 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 The reading... Steve? Yes, mate. Uh, the other week, maybe last week actually, you gave us some really useful tips on how to be famous. Oh, yes. Yes, lots of good tips. Well, we're going to go even further now. How to be a pop star. Oh, useful. I'm not sure that's exactly what Andy wants to do, but maybe he'll uh, branch out. Maybe he will. Number one, be wholesome. Why didn't you mention it, Prince? I would have offered you something. People want a pop star who they can relate to. Not someone who is so stylish or so much of a bad boy or bad girl that they have nothing in common. Andy's ticking the boxes so far. You have to be a little bit sexy or at least to have the potential of sexiness. <laughs> what does that mean exactly? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Ooh, Will, there's lots of words in here that are going to scare you. For example, capitulation <gasps> and truce. 
Whoa. Hmm, what could it mean? How to look like a rocker. First off, you've got to find the right bottoms. Uh, trousers? Yeah, yeah, you could have jeans. Ideally rip them. The thing is, I do feel like being famous like that is basically down to chance, so I don't think it's going to hurt your chances if you wear different trousers. You'll need some shoes. This is basically just a how-to of just how to dress. How to get dressed in the morning. (laughs) Ideally put shoes on. It's a shame for a soldier to steal. A soldier must be honest. Mate, soldiers shouldn't be stealing. These lads really are just the worst. Could be some serious consequences for someone who steals. (laughs) (laughs) lots of intrigue there mate i like it i could feel the dot 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 yeah how to make a prayer potion on runescape no no thank you all right let's let's go let's let's put some words to come after the dot 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 i think if you understand what i'm saying which you probably don't oh wowzers the intrigue is palpable Steve, you've just read a little bit of book two of one of the greatest books ever, ever written. Tell me all about it. We're talking, of course, about War and Peace. Just in case. (laughs) Just in case. Yeah, so wow, wowie. It's a capital W, wowie. It's a wowie week episode. Wow, we. All right then, so last week, of course, Andy was on his way to the front. He's going to save the world. Yes. So we're still at the front. There's been a bit more information that have come in through the Spy News Network or the Spy Network or just spies. Spy Network? Is that like an old Facebook? Something like that. On November the 1st, okay? Okay. Kutsasov had received, through a spy, news (gasps) that the army he commanded was in an almost hopeless position. Oh my God, what a spy. (laughs) He's got spy information on his own army. Doesn't make a huge amount of sense, but okay. This is what the spy has to say. The spy reported that the French, after crossing the bridge at Vienna, were advancing in immense force upon Kutsuzov's line of communication with the troops that were arriving from Russia. God, these Frenchies just won't stop. They're very smart, aren't they? If Kutsuzov decided to remain at Krems... Napoleon's army of 150,000 men would cut him off completely and surround his exhausted army of 40,000 and he would find himself in the position of Mac. God, imagine that sight, 150,000 Smurfs just coming over the horizon. (laughs) Riding on big blue horses. It would be terrifying and also slightly uh, funny as well. God, you'd hear the saxophones for miles. Grapes flying everywhere. Oh my God, terrifying. Awful. So the stakes are high, Will. They could get imminently macked if they don't make the right decision. Yeah, it's all about this one decision not to get absolutely macked up. <laughs> so, Will, he's got two choices. <laughs> right. I'll give you a bit of information, then you can, you can choose what you would do. Excellent. Yeah, good. His choices are... They can stay on the road to name and keep retreating to Umultz, okay. uh, which is where the other Russian troops are. Mm-hmm. But the French troops who got over the bridge at Vienna, they might cut them off before they get there. They might kill them. Oh, my God. Okay, risky. Option B. They go off-road and march through the Bohemian Mountains. Lovely set of mountains. Yeah, the bohemian ones. Yeah, very very laid back and artistic. Very creative, <laughs> too creative. Could be a bit dangerous. All the soldiers might go into other professions. All the poets everywhere just just spitting rhymes. Yeah. Um option A is is kind of go up that that road and option B if I'm correct is don't uh go 
go off the road uh, through the mountains? Option A it basically boils down to if they can get to the name first before the French, then probably it'll be all right. Right. But if the French get there first, it will mean, and this is a quote, utter destruction. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think we can beat the Frenchies. I don't want to go through the mountains. That sounds boring. Hey, mate, you should be the leader of one of Russia's armies. I absolutely should. Because this is exactly what Kutsuzov chooses. <sighs> the race is on. It's a race as a name. Whoever gets there first doesn't die. The stakes could not be higher. You've already said that, but I'll say it as well. I, I agree. <laughs> no, but you're I right. Agree. The stakes are very high. It is life or death. They could not be higher. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> I'm just going to lay it out geographically for you. They're basically in a little triangle, right? If you imagine the name where they're going is at the top of the triangle and then the other corners, mm-hmm. there's Kutsuzov, Yep. and then the French are in Vienna. Kutuzov has got the worst road, unfortunately, to the name. It's like a country road. It's the modern day A35. Such a shame. Yeah, that's a terrible A road. The French have got the modern day S3 motorway. I'm going to assume a very good road. Certainly is nowadays. I assume it was <laughs> a brilliant road back then as well. Yeah. So it's 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 a race to the top of the triangle. Top of the is what pyramid. I'd like yeah. everyone to to see the top of the pyramid. Yeah. Which is which is success in this bit of war. It's the race to the top of the success pyramid. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> which is right. going to be which is going to be the name of the first Weapon Seven self help book. <laughs> First of many. <laughs> actually, Kutuzov hits on what I think is actually quite a sensible plan here. Okay. He decides to send Bagrashinov with 4,000 lads. 4,000 strong men. Yeah, they're going to march like through the night without stopping, cross-country, off-road. Oh. And their goal is to get to the road that the French are walking along and sort of get in the way, slow them down. Just annoy them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put some booby traps out. Yeah. Uh, like some whoopee cushions. Stuff in the like that. Bushes. Dig yeah, a few yeah, holes, yeah. cover it with sticks and leaves and things. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pour some uh, like super glue on the floor so they get stuck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They could dig some holes and with puddles. And actually, the puddles are very deep. Oh, God. And they'll get in their boots, the French boots. Oh, they could put cows in the road. Get some birds to just yeah. peck them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that sort of thing. They're on a mission to do that. Bag rations off to do that. He's got four. 4,000. The French have got 30,000. So the, the odds are against them. But if, you know, with enough birds and cows and stuff, surely they can do something. Surely. So bag rations off. It's raining. There are no roads. The soldiers are all hungry. Ugh. How many men do you think they lost on the on the 30 mile walk? Uh, I think we tend to lose around a half every time we do anything. <laughs> so I'd say 2,000 lads just done. Well, not far off. A third sort of go missing. That's 1.3 thousand it's not clear if they're dead or if they just kind of got lost. Yeah. But eventually they do, in fact, get to the other road, the S3 motorway, which is great news. Time to do something. What would you do, Will? In, uh, facing these impossible odds, 4,000 to 30,000, a lot of blokes lost. I would immediately give up and retreat. <laughs> okay. Well, this time <laughs> they're not going to do that. And I'm, I'm going to give you one more guess. And I just want to remind you of, of what happened at that bridge in Vienna with all the tricks. <gasps> Hang on. So what you're alluding to here is the sneaky French when they came in and just said, all we want right. to do is hang out on the cannon. Right. Nothing else. Exactly. And then whilst they were doing that, yeah. they did some other stuff. They got the bridge. Yeah. You're implying that Baggy is going to do a sneaky little, mm. a sneaky little trick, the little trickster. Um, he's going to paint all his lads blue, <laughs> okay. pop on some pillowcases. Oh. 
And just be like, ha, we're just a couple of Smurfs. So smart. And it is so easy to make a Smurf costume. That you... It really is. Unbelievably, he doesn't do that. This, this is what he does. He awaited the arrival of the troops, the French troops, who were on their way from Vienna. Right. And with this object offered three days truce on condition that both armies should remain in position without moving. Ooh, like a little game. Yeah. Nobody moves. <laughs> Nobody moves. We'll do a truce. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun. But... Nobody moves for three days. How about nobody moves for three days? How's that sound? It sounds weird. Well, yes. (laughs) Yes, it does sound weird. (laughs) Prince Murat, who, who is who is the guy that he's negotiating with, he, he's down with that. He loves it. So this is good news because Kutsuzov, you know, gives a bit of time for the Russian troops to recover and stuff like that. Amazing. What a great ploy. Quite, quite a simple tactic, that. But I'm going to only use that in my everyday life. Could we just wait here? Nothing weird. No funny business. Why don't we just wait yeah. for exactly three days and do nothing? Yeah. You you guys wait for three days. Why not? Here. Why for not? For three days. Go on. Well, it's all well and good. And uh, Prince Murat, he loves this idea. Unfortunately, eventually, Bonaparte himself finds out about this. Oh, and I bet he's absolutely livid or completely fine with it. I'm going to take <laughs> okay. both. I'm covering take, your bases. I'm covering my bases there, yeah. He was 13 miles away, so it took a while for the message to get there. But, yeah. but when he does find out, he sends a strongly worded letter oh. to Prince Murat. I won't read you the whole thing, but it basically says that he's an, he's an absolute idiot. This random bloke, which is bag ration, mm. can't himself declare peace for all of Russia. Um, only the emperor can do that. And so they should march on and destroy the Russian army. God, Napoleon must be fuming. I don't think he's impressed. What are you doing, Murat, you muppet? Baggy can't play three days of hide and seek with you guys he doesn't have the authority exactly so they've been told to march on destroy the russian army meanwhile this is what's going on at bag rations uh, camp bag rations four thousand men merrily lighted campfires dried and warmed themselves cooked their porridge for the first oh, time for three days lovely and not one of them knew or imagined what was in store for them they're just fattening up doing some push-ups there's a kind of montage sequence eye of the tiger yep. probably is playing just quietly in the background yeah running on the spot shadow boxing i don't know it's, it's less it's actually less active than that I mean, if you <laughs> they're just eating all, porridge aren't they they're just eating porridge yeah and like <laughs> sitting around campfires and stuff fine having a nice time though so they're not in the best shape and i know you're worried about that will mm. Are you worried about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank well, you. don't I worry. Am. Okay. Well, you don't, no, no need to worry, <laughs> okay, actually. <thanks>. Because, <laughs> because Andy Pandy, super soldier, has arrived. <gasps> Absolutely amazing. Cape blowing in the wind. Somewhat unannounced. He, he pestered Kutsuzov and he, he was allowed to go and follow Bag Ration to this, to this front. Well, Steve, it makes sense. He's recently read uh, The Success Pyramid <laughs> yes. by uh, Wapin 7. Yes, he has. He wants that success for himself. He's climbing up the sides of the greasy, greasy success pyramid. <laughs> he is. And, and fingers crossed, he will get the success that he deserves. And so does everyone if you buy a copy of The Success Pyramid. <laughs> yeah, do buy it. Do buy it. This is what Bag Ration thinks when Andy Pandy turns up. If he is one of the ordinary little staff dandies sent to earn a medal, he can get his reward just as well at the rear guard. But if he wishes to stay with me, let him. He'll be of use here if he is a brave officer. Little subtle rinse in there calling him a dandy boy. Well, we'll see. So yeah, Bag Ration's like, sure, hang around, pal, have a look around, enjoy yourself, make yourself at home. Have some porridge, have a sit. 
basically the rest of this chapter is Andy doing a really fantastic tour of the camp that they've set up on this road on the on the S3 motorway. Absolutely lovely stuff. So he goes on the tour of the camp with a, with another guy. The other guy is a handsome, elegantly dressed man with a diamond ring on his finger. That's all we know about him. Maybe there's a side quest where the ring, hear me out here, has to be destroyed. There's one guy with a ring, a, an evil ring, and then there's another guy, Andy Pandy, and they're together, and they've got to go to another place to get rid of the ring. To burn the ring, if Something you Something like that. In, anyway. In some, in some, hang on, in this, <laughs> it, uh, they need to go to some sort of mountain, maybe, the Bohemian Mountains. Uh, well, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yep. Well, before they can do any of that, the first stop is, of course, to get some food. Yep. So they pop to one of the food tents, and nice. Andy grabs a cheese roll. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt like you were lying. No, he does get a cheese roll. Okay. I wouldn't make that up. Okay, no, you wouldn't. I'm sorry, I take it back. While they're there, uh, they meet a guy. He is a thin, dirty little artillery officer. <laughs> harsh, very harsh, but okay. Tolstoy's words. <laughs> okay. He's not wearing any boots and he's smiling shyly. Oh, it sounds like a little weirdo. As they're leaving, this is what happened. Prince Andrew glanced again at the artillery officer's small figure. There was something peculiar about it. Quite unsoldierly, rather comic, but extremely attractive. That sentence really took us on a strange little journey, eh? A real journey. So he's a kind of hot, dirty, skinny little... Little, little man. I don't know where that's going. I'm going to be honest, Steve. That's just a big question mark for me. I've got very little on that at least a couple of paragraphs are sort of dedicated to introducing this artillery guy so we have to mention it you know have to go into it we've got to do our job uh there you go it's out there the thin little man without shoes i don't know where it's going (laughs) and what he's what who he is or what he's there for but it's definitely he's going to be relevant at some point for sure next it's time to have a good look at the latrines oh yeah you've got to check them out straight away let's go and have a look there's men there's dozens of men running in and out of the latrines they had to hold their noses and put their horses to a trot to escape from the poisoned atmosphere of these latrines you would have to do that why did he want to have a look at them i mean what was he expecting he's having a good look at the whole camp just so that if he's given an order later on he knows exactly what to do for example the order might be go and blow up the latrines andy And he would say, well, I know exactly where the poo tent is. So, yeah. Andy, go and get a cheese roll. For yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Go on. Nice and quick. Andy, go and find me the most attractive artillery officer we have. Who's not wearing any shoes. (laughs) No shoes, though, please. (laughs) Around the corner from the latrines, there's some more people. They're digging a big hole. Great. Is that a a poo hole or is that just a, a fun hole? It's not a poo hole. It's some sort of military hole. It's good to know. Then um, Andy, he ditches Diamond Hands and he heads off to the front line on his own. He's in, he doesn't want to be with this chaperone anymore. Your diamond ring is annoying. Leave me alone. He doesn't trust the bad mojo coming out of the ring or something like that. I don't know if it's magical, magical ring or, you know, he's evil. I don't know. We don't know that. We, we can't confirm nor deny that. <laughs> but he, he's getting away from the ring. I think that's a safe move. Yeah, it's, it's amazing that he managed to um, pull himself away, actually. but To escape its power. There's a lot about his character, doesn't it? <laughs> really it really does yeah the further forward and nearer the enemy he went the more orderly and cheerful the troops oh that's kind of the opposite of what i would have (laughs) expected but all right so there's lots of um fun and interesting stuff going on near the front lines the sergeants are i quote poking and counting some men come over here poke him one yeah all right go away (laughs) next one poke him two they poke them and they have to put their arms in the air 
Oh, tickle him. <laughs> okay, three. There's some sort of sergeant organized tickling competition going on. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Bring another chap over here. I poke him, you write down the number, you tickle him. <laughs> all right? Yeah. You've got to poke your soldiers every now and then. Make sure yeah. they're all in. <laughs> Everything's all in, in order. Everything's fine. All their, yeah, all their ribs are there. <laughs> some other blokes, they're laughing a lot as they build some shelters out of sticks and things that they found. It's funny that, yeah. It's funny doing stuff like that. One company is, of course, getting drunk on vodka. It's getting absolutely battered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other men, they've taken their shirts off and they're gazing eagerly at a steaming porridge cooker. Okay, that's that's a that's an intense image. Some of them have got shirts on. Only uh, only some have taken their shirts off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a warm it's a warm day. Porridge is cooking in the porridge cooker. Take your shirt off. Chill out. <laughs> Relax. Other things are going on. For example, around the corner. A platoon of grenadiers are beating up a screaming naked man. Oh, yeah, that's a tough one, that. Yeah, fine. <laughs> it's very heartwarming. It is, it's lovely. Is that just for fun? I'll tell you a bit about it. Go on. So a stout major uh, was pacing up and down the line, and regardless of the screams, he kept repeating, It's a shame for a soldier to steal. A soldier must be honest, honourable and brave. But if he robs his fellow, there is no honour in him. Ah. He's a scoundrel. Go on, go on. And then they whip more. And they whip more. Oh, it's a tough one, that. It, it is tough. Uh, but, you know, rules are rules. Is that what happened to Tellianin, though? He seemed to get off quite lightly. Yeah, but he's rich, mate. Harrison. He's rich. Right. Yeah, yeah. If you're rich, you get taken off some lists. Yeah. And if you're poor, you get... Thrashed. Like, whipped by hun- <laughs> like hundreds yeah, of your yeah, friends. Yeah. 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 Right then, Will, we're nearly at the front lines, which is the end of the chapter. <gasps> so, finally, we get there. And uh, when, when we do get there, Andy sees that there's some bloke that's actually got, gone up to the, the, the front line where the French are wow. and has started an argument. I am continually shocked by what's going on here. This person is, of course, Dolokhov. <gasps> of course, it's Dolokhov smashed yeah. out of his mind, having, a, having an <laughs> argument with a French soldier for, for no apparent reason. He says, the devil skin your emperor. And then Sidorov, who's there, he can't speak French. Uh, he, so he does this as a joke. He jabbers meaningless sounds like this. Kari mala tafa safi mutakasa. This kind of fake French really amuses everyone. I quote, ho, 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 ha, 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 ooh, ooh. Uh, did you see any he, he, he's in there as well? <laughs> no, <laughs> no tittering or he, he's. No, it's all... <laughs> It's more belly laughs, exactly. Oi, you got to see this lad do this fake French. It's absolutely ho, ho, ho. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> yeah, well, so they have a good laugh. The Russians are laughing. The French are laughing. Even the French are laughing. He is funny. He's all right. You no, know, I think it's a little bit like those stories of World War One, where they hear the singing. It's Christmas. They come out. They all have a laugh. They have a football. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like that, except it's with bad French accent jokes. Look, really? Aren't we all just humans deep down, Steve? Oh, Will, did you write these next few words? <laughs> did you? Did you? Here's how Tolstoy ends the chapter. It's almost as beautiful as what you said. Cheers. The only thing left to do seemed to be to unload the muskets, explode the ammunition, and all return home as quickly as possible. But the guns remain loaded. The loopholes in blockhouses and entrenchments looked out just as menacingly, and the unlimbered cannon confronted one another as before wow cannon to cannon will they fight or uh not yes yes probably <laughs> <laughs> so there we go andy continues on his mission to become the world's greatest war hero 
And I, for one, am backing him. I really want him to succeed. Uh, I'm also really glad that Dolokhov's there because he is very much a loose cannon uh, in his own kind of uh, personality. He is a real live wire. He'll do anything. Uh, He also needs to prove himself right because he was demoted a while ago for being crazy. Yeah, uh, and he is still fairly unhinged. But hopefully he, he gets back on the source and uh, <laughs> proves himself. The fate of the Russian army really does hang in the balance, and it could be Andy that saves the day. This sneaky little truce. Will it work? It's the summary summary. Right then, Will. It's time for you to give one of your famous summaries. I'm excited. I know you're excited. I know the listeners are very excited. So let's begin. Steve, I'm ready, mate. I am ready. Right, we've got 10 seconds on the timer. Excellent. Three, two, one. Climbing the success pyramid. Option A or option B? It's A. It's sneaky truce time. Will Andy be a hero? Will the shoeless man be explained? Will we destroy the ring? I don't know. It's all to play for. Very good. Excellent stuff. Cool. I, 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 I got a... I felt... Almost a panic attack halfway through that where I didn't think I'd be able to read it all. Now my heart's absolutely racing. Oh. Yeah, well, I, I saw that there was a little stumble in the middle, but you you kind of stripped, but then you, you caught your feet and you were back up. You didn't fall oh. over. It was all good. That was just like life flashing before my eyes there, you know. Excellent stuff. Well, what was it called? Climbing the Success Pyramid. Excellent. Available in all good uh, bookshops. Very, very expensive book. Also in bad bookshops as well. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Just in all bookshops, anywhere really. Any, buy. It's any shop. It's incredibly expensive. It's very expensive. It's essentially a very long uh, and simple book about how you can feel and achieve success in your life. Yeah. Like Andy Pandy. Like Andy Pandy, uh, like Tolstoy, who wrote uh, a very successful novel. Think about it, yeah. Think about it. We're really at a crossroads now. You know, Andy Pandy, he's putting his life on the line. We could be about to lose one of our favourite characters from War and Peace. I hope not. If Andy goes down, I don't know if I'll be able to continue. Um, just a minor setback like that, you'd, you'd stop the podcast, would you? Pull the plug. Well, you've, you've heard it there, folks. Uh, there's the threat from Will. If Andy dies then the podcast is over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's based solely on that, on a book we haven't read yet. So if Andy does die at any yeah. point in the book, podcast, done. Hopefully we can change his mind if it does happen. But, you know, nothing's for certain in this world. Nothing's for certain other than this. See you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of War and Peace in just seven years. You really are very good soldiers uh listening soldiers is, is yes okay please get on our instagram because steve has just told me off mic that he's going to produce a map oh we know what maps are like on our instagram account get yourself on there have a little click have a little like have a look at my map it's gonna really show the success pyramid in all its all its glory just at wapping seven podcast you could do it you could do it right now while i'm talking do it right now. You will be rewarded. Thanks for listening. See you next week. And just for you, here are the silly bits. Five. Tickle him. (laughs) Give him a poke. Perfect. Give him a poke. I'm poking him. You write the numbers down. Yeah. All right. Poke him. Yep. Six. (laughs) Tickle him. So so that's very well organised. They're basically midway on the road between Vienna and 
Zuno halfway up the success. Oh, mate, I'm not listening. I'm not listening to you. I could go on. <laughs> you got. I could go on. You've got to you shut asked up. Me the question. I know. I, 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 I regret it. Shut up. Incredibly rude. <laughs> I just Why hear I you just it? jabbering crap in my earphones. <laughs> Just endlessly saying place names incorrectly. Well, you asked the question. I'm trying to be helpful to you. I know. You. I'm sorry. I'm being really harsh. You are being helpful. Yeah, but... you are, yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I can imagine a little cutscene to Napoleon going, Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, very, yeah. Very, very visceral. <laughs> Relax. Take your clothes off. <laughs> Have some porridge. Yeah. 